What's good? It's your girl, Just Be Real. And what's poppin'? It's another Sunday, and you already know it's another dope episode I'm bringing to you in full effect. We want some champagne shit. And I got one of my long lifetime friends coming to chat it up with your girl today. Yes, my girl, Priya, Pre Essentials. I mean, y'all probably tired of me chatting. So, enough of me chatting. Let's get real. All right, we got my girl Pri here. I've known Pri since little did y'all know. Y'all be thinking like, oh, Jess, you be having mad people. There's so many people, but Pri's had known me. I knew Pri, mind you, her, her, her younger, one of her younger sisters and I literally grew up like in the same grade, but I knew Pri before I knew her sister. So like, I met Pri back at African Dance Days at the Slater Center, like 95, 96, like back in the day. So I've been new pre, I'm like, nah, she doing big things. She building entrepreneurship. She's getting her daughter, her grind. She just had her son graduate. You got big things going. We got to get you on the podcast to promote your greatness. Like it's only right. So introduce yourself. Yes, I appreciate that. I appreciate, appreciate you to the fullest. Y'all, she loves to talk about this African DSA, right? I'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, my name is Caprice. I'm the owner of Free Essentials, uh, formerly known as Wax by Free. Um, yes, me and Jess go back. She said it like '95. That's when your girl was a little twiggy, always serious with the. Acting. Okay, always had the resting bitch face. Like, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. If I'm not bothering you, don't bother me. I'm fine. Listen, and it's still like that to this day. I mean, I smile a little bit. Life, you know. Um, I really appreciate you, what you do, uh, your podcast. Uh, I know y'all know because I know she's dope. Oh, thank you. No, you know, but I'm all about it. Like, I've been telling people from Jump, like, my podcast is not just geared towards society and culture and, like, enlightening people, but people who I know, like, you know how they say support from your own backyard before you support some random person? I'm trying to get all my people on that I know now, so before, once they get picked up, they can be like, well, I was on that before, but glad you came to the party, like... Now y'all know I was here before it became something that was a big thing. And I also feel like if you're going to support black businesses, you have a platform. Don't just be selfish with it. Right, right. Um, and everybody don't have that mindset. Everybody does not have that mindset. You have a lot of people who are crabs in a barrel. They feel like... Um, if they're winning, nobody else can win and nobody else should win. Um, and I think that that falls into how you were raised in the in, in the mm-hmm. culture around you and um it's all about expanding your mind and and learning new things and gaining knowledge and knowing that everybody can eat like it's okay. not a problem with bringing somebody along like we all can eat even if the business is saturated, I always use this as a prime example. Freaking uh, Rihanna is in a business of beauty and fashion. It's an oversaturated industry, but baby, she's making billions. So, like, what are we talking about? It's all about how you promote your product, and if people, it's actually about people liking you. So, if you over here being a crab in a barrel, people don't like you, then you're not gonna get far. You're not gonna get your blessings because you don't know if you're a blessing to somebody else by you going ahead and taking that step and reaching back for somebody to be like, yo. Promote your shit. Like, talk about your shit. Be standing your shit. Especially for me, black women, I feel like there's a negative narrative with that shit. And I hate it. I hate it. That's true. That is true. Um, and, and speaking to um, the oversaturated um, industry, um, I actually was discouraged at one point because of how many people, like, in my era and a little bit younger, 
um, is in the same business. And again, the crab in the barrel mindset is like, let me talk bad about this person so they can't get here. I've never been that person. So if you got to talk bad on me, that says a lot about you. Um, I Anybody who watches my page, I support any and everybody. I will, if you have like a product, a podcast, whatever it may be, I will post you. I have no problem. Right. I don't care if you don't post and it's not going to take away from my shine. Like I, 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 it's more shade I'm going to have in my my tree than it is going to be for, for sunshine. If I'm sitting here throwing shade at you, like come on, son, it's it's it, it doesn't t- it takes too much energy. But we're never been on that time. We're not on that time. So today's today's episode is called the production of pre essentials because, like she said, she's be waxed by pre. So we gotta keep the alliteration on. You know, with the PPP, not like the PPP loan that a lot of y'all niggas are scamming on. Because this is real hard work right here. But we on the production of pre essentials. So, like you said, you were waxed by pre. That's formerly known. What is pre essentials? Oh, pre essentials is a one. Oh, how do you say one-stop shop? <laughs> it definitely is. Uh, I, I, I had so when I first got started, um, it was called Wax by Pre. I went to school uh, for just waxing in itself. Um, I, I got my certificate, and then um, I was currently working on the psych unit. And I was like, I'm gonna just wax whatever pandemic hit. Can't wax. All the beauty things were shut down. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to go take my test to become certified because everything was shut down. Right. So what am I gonna do? Like, yes, I'm a first responder. Um, I had to work whatever, but for my business, what was I gonna do? Right. I created. I started looking things up, um, and I started to think about like when you wax, go to European wax. Um, after you get waxed, they use a ingrown serum. So I said, why not come with a come up with my own? Wish that shit is bomb, by the way, because I definitely used it. <laughs> so I started researching, I started extracting, I started experimenting. That was my first product. And then I sat there and I said, why not come up with a whole line of things? Why am I selling myself short, keeping myself in a box? Period. So I was like, I at first, it was everything was on it. Um, on my products was wax by pre, but I'm like, it wasn't hitting for me. Like, right. Why? Like, it, it just don't sound right. So, uh, me and a couple of my church sisters, we was playing with names, and um, pre essentials came for. There was one of the names, and it, it stuck like glue. It, it was ringing for me. Um, one because pre is my nickname, my childhood nickname, um, and then essentials. Um, your everyday needs. Right. Your essentials. To have the products that I'm creating. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, now we're a full um, natural skincare line. Um, then I expanded. Uh, it started off with me wanting to wear sweatsuits just to promote me. Um, I didn't have the vision of everyone wanting a sweatsuit or, you know, supporting right. for that side of things. But that grew. Um, I would say God has his hand definitely on a business, slow or not. And then um, I didn't make it public, but I was in a car accident and it let me down for a few. Like my whole left side was messed up. So as I was trying to gain my strength back um, and motion in my hand, 
my left hand at that. Um, I started watching videos on how to make cups, mm-hmm. things that I thought. So once it got a little stronger, I started playing with it. So now we have a variety of cups, suits. Um, I'm being asked to make short sets. I'm like, I'm not even back in business. <laughs> like, but she got a demand, honey. That's it. But it comes back to, again, to likability. People rock with you, so they're willing to support no matter what. They're like, yo, I want you to step outside your, your comfort zone and make this. And I'm like, what? You looking like, what the hell you mean? That's not what I do, but I'm going to try it. And then that all it takes is that one time. And like you said, with the sweatsuits, boom. It's like, it's a thing. Right. And that's a fact. So I'm going to be real transparent because that's just why. I mean, this is called Just Be Real Podcast, so we expect you to just be real. Honestly, if somebody likes me or not, um, and that, that's not me being arrogant, cocky, or none of that. Um, I think that's just been my. A cancer. I, I am a cancer. <laughs> 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 oh, and that's been my MO since a kid. But when you're in my presence, whether you didn't like me or whatever case may be, once you get to know me, you're gonna. I don't, can I curse? Yeah, girl. This is oh. called. This is labeled as explicit because I don't. I have the mouth of a sailor. What are we talking about? We call look. It's called just be real, please. I be dropping bombs. We ain't got time to be over here and be all cute and shit. <laughs> but yeah, so when you you come into my present, there's no way you don't fuck with me. There's no period. Way you never not wanna deal with me. Usually when I don't deal with somebody, I give them their own rope. And they hang themselves. That part. You don't like me. That's for you. Take you better find a solution because I ain't got nothing to do with me. Absolutely. So, um, I just, I'm thankful that no one's kept me in a box and everyone's pulling on me. Like, just like you said, the cups was like a gift. Like, I try to find something every year to bless my sisters and my mothers for Mother's Day and do something different right. for them. what god has for you no man could be against you so you might be like oh this is not for me and it's funny you said it because i was just watching a video of one of my fave actresses javicia and it was like she was saying like you have to set a goal for yourself where god can see a vision that you're trying and then he'll take it from there and expand it but faith that our works is dead so like she was like i was living in a studio apartment and I was there from like 2012 to 2017. And my mom was like, you need to get, you know, you need to move. You need to get into a one bedroom. And she was like, her mom, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I was just thinking about that. But she was like, I'm paying dirt cheap rent. I'm comfortable where I'm at. I know I can be in this space. I don't got no problems. But her mom was like, if you don't push yourself, even though you can't afford it, you have to show God you're willing to attain it for him to be able to bless you with what comes after that. Because it's like the whole thing with the God and the teddy bear. He want to take the little girl's teddy bear, but he got a bigger one behind his back, but she's not willing to let it go. If you don't let it go, you can't get the bigger blessing. So if you're stuck in your one mindset of, oh, I just do, you know, essentials and sweatsuits, it's going to be like, okay, but you're called pre-essential, so how you know a cup is not essential? Let me tell you, and it is, and it is, and I'll be the first, I don't go no <laughs> 
you know what I'm saying? So, like, you don't know. Like, and that's how I felt. I'd be like, so this time, I'd be like to myself, I'm like, okay, I'm going to try sneakers. And I'd let my little cousin be my guinea pig. I'd be like, here, try I'm like, yeah, that's too much work. I ain't doing that. Uh, Jack is my friend was like, can you do jackets for me and my husband, my future husband and our daughter for when we take pictures? I'm like, I ain't never done no silhouette, but I'll try it. Like, it'll work. She was like, you do whole portraits, but you're telling me you can't do a simple silhouette? Like, that's not possible. I'm like, whatever. Somebody like, oh, yeah, you think you can make this? And I'm like you want me to make overalls like i'll make them but it's not in my thing but they're like nah like you're doing whole portraits with using paint you're telling you can't do the simple things yeah you could do it like go ahead i put the order in and i'll be looking like so god what you trying to say like i need to step out like do i need to jump out a little bit more because this ain't but i can tell you what you're trying to say because i think we both go through the the same thing as far as businesses it's a mindset so we self-doubt and he's telling us, again, going back to the word trust, he's telling us to trust him. If we don't trust him, we're going to fall, I mean, we're going to fall short regardless, but if we don't put our trust in him, Facts. how is he supposed to leave? Facts. If I'm sending you to people, Don't <laughs> be trying to get me together on this Sunday and preach, okay? Period. Okay? Because I thought the pastor got me all the way together today with the ministry. Right. Period. And it's faith. So, faith is yeah. faith is for the things first is the things so for the substance of the things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So just because I can't see it don't mean it's not there. It's just that he ain't ready and God won't bless you with something if you know you're gonna mishandle it. That's part I realized too. I learned that too, and I'm just like, mm. So, like when you were talking about earlier, because y'all missed the conversation you was having earlier, it was like, you know, doing stuff for free. It's not doing it for free because it's like, oh, I don't know my worth. But you have to be humble because everybody off the rip is not going to pay, you know, your required price. And once you know your price point, like when I started my business, what was it 2015? Eight years ago, I started this whole jacket thing. I was buying the jacket and doing work for $60. Why? Because I'm not comfortable in this space to feel comfortable charging you more than what I know I'm capable of doing because I'm not, I haven't perfected the craft. Now look fast forward now, eight years later, a jacket you're going to either pay for, which is going to be $50 by yourself, but my work front and back off the rip starts at $300 starting price because why I've been practicing my craft enough, being in the lab, doing stuff for free so I can be able to say, I know my worth. So you're not going to sit here and I'm like, well, this takes four hours. This takes five hours. Well, if I'm getting paid for work, Okay, $20 an hour. That's not accurate because this is time and energy I'm putting into my stuff. So you're paying mainly my fee for me to do this, but you're also paying for the work that's coming out of it. Labor, it's like a car. People don't realize that. I'm like, you go to work and you work eight hours, you get an 80-hour paycheck. You tell them you're not going to make sure all them 80 hours amount to what you know you deserve after you worked all those 80 hours for them two weeks? You're going to make sure. And some people work for 80 hours and, and it's not worth the paycheck. Exactly. So you know, you gotta learn your worth there too. Period. Cause something, and I feel like for me, it's a passion. So I never want the passion to be overshadowed with profit because I never wanted to feel like I'm doing a job when this is something I love to do. 
And I think a lot of people in entrepreneurship don't get that. Like, it's more about the profit. But it's like your passion is what projected this for you to be able to want to make profit, which was just the angle. You take out the profit part. Would you still want to do this? Right. Right, absolutely. And, you, and it's funny that you say that. Um, like he said, we was having a conversation earlier before recording, and I was saying I give out free products, not not because I feel like I'm selling myself short, but sometimes, like he said, you got to humble yourself. But not only that, why would somebody, if somebody doesn't trust you or know you, why would I want to pay my hard-earned dollars for something I don't know if it even works or if it's worth it? So I feel like sometimes I give out, i.e., she paid me, y'all, but I wanted her to have products because I'm coming on her show. I wanted her to be able to speak to what I was going to come and talk about when it comes to the quality of my products. Which is top tier, by the way. We'll get back into that. <laughs> so, um, I feel like, just like you said, um, when it's something you love, money is not an issue. I, it's not. You don't even think of it as a loss when you're giving something away. For people to try so that they can come back and be that loyal customer. Um, I also wanted to say, um, I don't know why my train of thought just went. How uh, <laughs> could you get old? <laughs> yo, yo, dead serious. I said that yesterday, I said this body is not bodying the way it, it used to. I mean, you just had a whole son graduate high school, go to college. Okay. So, like, yeah. let's be yeah. for real. Yeah. <laughs> true. I still can't believe it myself, but true, 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 true. Like, this is a fact. But like you said, like, it's 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 like you said, you want people to be able to have your products. Like, me doing those three jackets was like, people like, yo, I need to make a gift for my girlfriend. You think you can do it? Like, I need a one-on-one original. Like, I'm not trying to do whatever. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, and now that I'm getting better... I'm not trying to say I'm trying to be bougie, but like I'll make it for public figures I respect because it's not something where I want them to pay me for it, but it's my way of saying thank you because you've had an impact on me with either your content, your you being the person that you are, where it's visibility for me to be seen in a space where I'm not there yet, where you're kind of paving the way for me. That's kind of what it was. So like like you said, like humbling myself and doing that is what allowed me to be like, I'm going to see Rhapsody. I gave Rhapsody her jacket in person. And she was like, yo, I remember you like Jess, right? And I'm like, wow, you remember my name? She was like, yeah, like you got the poster of me. You on your wall in your crib, right? I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Then now before I know it, I go on Twitter. She following me. What? Rhapsody's following me? My favorite, my favorite rapper's following me? Like what? But it's the humbling that was just like, I'm not looking for nothing in return. I'm not trying to get no clout. I'm not going to press you about it. It's really just on some, this is my way of saying thank you for doing what you do. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't thank you for putting yourself out there every day. Because being a public figure ain't easy. Uh-uh. Niggas got a microscope and on your life 24-7 to know your next move. So it's like, sometimes they probably want to feel like, can someone just look at me as a human being? Because that's exactly what the fuck I am. Like, uh-huh. just, right. just show gratitude. Like, you don't always got to be like, let me get a picture. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. But... I'm not. A, I'll never be a fan of nobody. Do I support you? Yes. Am I a supporter? Yes, because I support you in whatever you put your hand in. But I'm not a fan, and you're not a celebrity. You're a public figure. You have only difference is you got more eyes on you than I do me. That's pretty much right, what the fuck right. is the only difference. Oh, thought came back. <laughs> I was. I was trying to. I was like, hopefully her thought came back. So what I was gonna say was, um, passion. Back to passion. Um, I think from a kid. I've always liked to help people. I don't know. I got a problem. Sometimes I don't think people deserve the help. But you know, that's just me. Y'all um, cancers and, love being so sensitive for everybody. You know, empathetic. Like, God put me in this position. I'd be like, God, why? Sometimes I want to be evil, but not. Um, <laughs> me just 
to help people. I'm even goes hand in hand with my business. Um, I'm here to solve a problem, and um, most most of us, being black, colored, however you want to look at yourself, um, women and men, um, are out here using these products that have um, so much chemicals in them that it's doing more good, more bad than good. That part. Skin. And then half of the things that are supposed to be creating a problem. It, it doesn't fix. It, it makes it worse. So um, that that being said, with my products, I try to um, research as much as I can, even if I have to go back and review because for me, it's not good enough. And it may be good enough for y'all, but sometimes I feel like I got to tweak something. Let me right. try something else. And even though it may be working, but I know there's something better. Right. Um, th- that helping people in real life whether it's being the ear to listen to um, the person everybody wants to come to for advice. Uh, uh, advice. Oh, yeah, because he definitely had a whole kiki. Y'all missed the auntie's barbecue, but there was a whole kiki at that moment. Mm. <laughs> and my mom, so my mom was like, what is this fucking Ayala Fix Your Life? I was like, girl, don't do that. No, not Ayala Fix Your Life. I was like, don't do us. Don't and then sometimes when I'm giving the advice, It'd be like an out of, out of, out of, out of body experience because sometimes I'd be like, yo, where did I come from? But I clearly I'm a believer, so I know where I came from. Right. Um, I do I do believe God makes no mistakes. I do believe that God put people in your path for a reason, whether it's for a season or a lifetime. In this case, me and Jess have a lifetime. Period. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, it's all how you operate in, in, in the gift that he's giving you and how it's nurtured and, and your perspective on things. That's major. Like, that nurturing part is major because a lot of us be wanting stuff and wanting friendships but don't want to take the proper proper precautions to nurture it and there be directions. And that's what I'm saying to my homeboy before. And I'm like, yo, I'm a low-maintenance friend, but I'm the person, like, when you get instructions to something on how you don't know how to do something and I'm that person, I'm telling you this is how I want to be handled. These are the directions. Handle me this way. When you want to remix this shit to work for you and we don't have a conversation, that's when it's like, I'm going to tell you I'm not fucking with it. And then you do it again, that means you don't give a fuck to hear me when I'm telling you I don't want to be handled that way. Now I have to remove myself and not be bothered with you because you don't give a fuck. You just want to do a work for you and that's not how this works. Right. In a relationship, I think people need to understand that it's a two-way street, whatever relationship that may be. It's a two-way street, not a one-way. You can't handle me how you want to handle me. And and it's a thing called listening. Are, are we hearing or are we listening? Right. Or are we, are we just saying fuck it? Right. Are you trying and to comprehend to understand? Or are you just trying to go ahead and hear me so you just have a rebuttal? Because you just right, want to do right. what you want to do. And it's funny that you said that when you was like, you love helping people. You've always seen things that are bigger than you because today's message when I was in church was the elevator of legacy and how your legacy sometimes well, God will put something in you that's not meant for you, but it's bigger than you where it's a system that's supposed to help everybody else around you. And you might not realize it, but there's a system in place where it's like your prayers, your prayers for somebody else or somebody prayed for you where you're part of their system and you ain't realize it. Now you're building another system for somebody else, but it's all about the community and the unity because it's always bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, with the second Samuel nine one through thirteen. Come on, Pastor, talk about it. Mm-hmm. But that's really how it be, though. Sometimes cause that could be major pressure because you're the generation. Oh, I know in my in my case, I'm a I'm the generational curse breaker, and sometimes I girl, you I, ain't I, alone. I, you know, I ain't 
if I see him and, and, and tell y'all this walk is easy because it's not, I got flesh too. I walk in, we all walk in sin, but I got flesh too. So Period. Some days I want to run and I don't want to, I don't want to yield. I don't, I don't want to bow. I, I want to do what I want to do, but me doing what I want to do comes with consequences. That part. So my children the same thing. In life, no matter what you do, your action always has a consequence, whether it's good or bad. And it's for you to learn from that, that lesson that was considered bad and do better. I always say, like you said, I got a son who, who just graduated. He got into some trouble after I just finished having a talk with him two weeks prior. And it was a mistake, but it was a mistake that could have been avoided his life. And it could have been avoided. With his praying mother <laughs> and his praying grandmother, you know, prayers went up. And I always believe that I had to step out of it and say, God, your hand is on this. So whatever is the consequence of what is about to happen... We have to deal with it and, and move forward because you put him here on this earth right. with a purpose. I don't know I don't know just yet what his purpose is, but you put him here with a purpose. So um I just I'm I'm grateful. Um I'm still learning and I'm 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 learning on the other end of a mother and not a child. Right. So I see some of the things my mom used to say to me and I'm like, well, damn, I should have listened. Now I have a chance to teach them, but as kids, I try to put myself in their shoes because I ain't that much older than him. Um, and and learn from it, but I still make mistakes there too. As if there's no God to parent, and every child is different. Right. So I may handle my son this way, but I can't handle my daughter that way. My son is a little harder. My daughter, I be looking at my daughter. She's so sensitive. I be looking at her like, who kid is you? But then I have to remember, like, I'm, I'm a. I'm a tough guy, but I'm mushy on the inside, so I'm very emotional. Like, I'll cry at the drop of a dime, but most people who know me, if I'm not comfortable in front of you, and it's something that I can hold in, I'm going to hold it in until I get somewhere and I'm going to cry. But if I right. you, oh, my tears, you want these naughty nose tears. Like, <laughs> and I'd be like, well, how do you, because she's just sensitive, you, you want her to be hard on the outside. But it's like, no, it's that motherly instinct that kicks. You want to protect. Pull your guards down when when needed, but also have a guard up so not every nobody can walk on you. Because she's, I watch and I'm like, yo, people gonna take advantage. You you can't do that. So it's like I want to show to them, but I be like, it's the whole world out here. Right, you trying to prepare them, and you still want to protect, but you want to prepare at the same time. Right, and that. that's exactly how, because that's how I'd be like, listen, I already know. So, like, what you were talking about with your son, like, I was in a situation, literally, this is something they've already heard on the podcast, because I'm transparent as fuck. I don't be caring, but I had a case that was dropped because I got into an altercation where I almost had two misdemeanors, like, against me here in Charlotte. The Charlotte system, and they don't play that shit, like, with black people when it comes to misdemeanors or whatever. Like, I could have went to jail from, like, one to, like, 18 months over some shit because a girl was in my house tried to fight me and I beat her up and she lost. Like, she really went ahead and pressed charges and don't even live here. By the grace of God, not knowing, because it was hung, and hung over my head for two and a half years. The court case, because it happened before, during a pandemic. So the case kept getting pushed back, getting pushed back. To where the apartment I'm in now, if I wasn't disclosing and telling them that that was that's something that might come up on my record, they could have been able to deny me to be able to move into my spot. Is this something I'm proud of? No. Did I have the right to defend myself? Yes. Is this something where in the moment I wasn't thinking, but I'm like to myself, well, Jessica, you kind of be proud of yourself because you sat there for 45 minutes 
before she violated and you went ahead and attacked. Like, you literally tried to... When old, you would have just attacked and not thought twice about the consequences. But you have to yourself, there's way more at risk to lose that you don't need to just react. Because for every action, like you said, is a reaction. For every action, there's a consequence. So that was the consequence. By the grace of God, I go to the court. They were like, oh, this was only going to be a mediation. A mediation, which means I wasn't really going to charge me. So in reality, because she didn't show up, the shit got dropped. But the point is, like, I waited two years worrying and trying to have faith over something that, in reality, I knew was already in God's hands. But it's the same token was, it wasn't as severe as it could have been. Where I could have been presented before a judge. It was really for us to talk about it before it got to the point to where it was an actual criminal count against my record. Mm -hmm. And, and for, I just want to say, with, with that, um, I believe, just me, you know, I believe that um, when things are dragged out, that long and for it to be dropped like you said you knew god god's hand was already in it it's already it's already worked out period even know it. but as people that flesh we tend to worry instead of just putting it into his hands but in that two year two and a half or two year two and a half year period two and a half year process there was a lesson to be learned yep you understand and i learned it i think i think that we as people forget a process Ooh, you better be. You understand what I'm Shondo. saying? Shondo. I, I had to learn that too. There's a, I, I literally just used the example with someone. I have braces. Yes, I'm 36 years old and I have braces. Um, And it was supposed to be off already, but there's a process. I'm supposed to be wearing rubber bands and I don't have them on right now. Um, And there's times where I just don't want to wear them, but I'm slowing my process down. Nobody right. Me, I'm slowing the process down. Exactly. These braces would have been off. Right. When they were supposed to come off. Exactly. So, and, and, and just saying that is, we tend to want to skip the process and going through. You better preach on this Sunday. To get to the, the side that we need to be on, we want to just get to the, the destination. It doesn't work like that. It definitely doesn't. And in that process of that two and a half years. When I ordered, and it was crazy because I was ordering, the guy was like, you don't need this girl around you. You don't know her like that. Don't have her in your space. Don't have her in your house. Like, literally. Like, and I'm like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. Da -da 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 -da. Okay. So I warned you. You ain't want to listen. This is the consequence. This is what happened. Now in the situation, I'm learning to myself. Well, now it's like, nobody has my address. I've moved. Not everybody can be in my crib. Not everybody can be in my space. Like, I don't need that because I learned that in reality, and it's no shade to nobody who's Gen Z, but anybody who's under 30, you're not going to have, you haven't had that cold switch yet where you had that epiphany to realize the fuck up, the dumb mistakes you're making before has bigger consequences as you get older. They're not going to be, be like, you're 30 something, you were out here fighting. Come on, girl. Like, you know better. You're not 20 something where you can make them dumb mistakes. Somebody's going to be like, oh, well, let's try to give some leniency. It's like, you're old enough to know better. You know your profession. You know what the fuck you got to lose. So I'm like to myself, yo, I can't be around people who are willing to have me risk everything when they have not nothing to fucking lose. Because this girl had nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. And if I did go to jail, I'm losing my job. I'm not credible. Now I got to put down that I, I, I have a misdemeanor on my account and on my record. Then now I've got to pay for lawyers to get this shit expunged. All over something in the split of an eye where I wasn't thinking just because I was in the moment and not controlling my emotions. Now, was it worth it? No. Ooh, there we go. Controlling emotions. My God. 
I think we all have a problem with, um, well, I won't say all, but most, have a problem with acting out of emotion. Like, we don't sit back and process and think about what could happen if I did this. What could I lose if I do this? Or can I just say go and you leave and then that's the end of the story? I don't got to worry about none of that. Right. But we don't, we just, the emotion comes. We act because we're angry, frustrated. Right. And And that's what happens in entrepreneurship too, though. Sometimes people quit too early. And God's like, if you just would have kept and trusted me for a little longer, I had that blessing. Tabitha Brown's a prime example. She worked for 26 freaking years before she's Tabitha Brown. The mother, the, the the vegan mom of America, the vegan influencer. 26 years taking honor jobs where she literally was almost down to her last penny in her savings. And her husband held her down. So right now she has multi-dollar deals out here. Everywhere you see Tabitha Brown. And it's not, and, and nobody cares the fact that she's a black woman. That's what I love. It's just she's Tabitha Brown. She's America's mother because everybody loves her. But again, it's her likability. If she would have quit when she said, oh, I'm going to take five years, I'm going to move to L.A. And if I don't do it in five years, I'll quit. She wouldn't have been able to appreciate the blessing she has now. I think people look for um, it's instant gratification. But I think I think in a whole, like people look for people to be genuinely themselves and not act like someone they're not. Mm. That's what people mess up at. Like that people part. want to be like these influencers that are looked at because they're beautiful uh, they're showing ass and, that ain't it you know, they had to pay for you know what I mean but instead of just being yourself God, who God created you to be and be liked in that light people want to go be the double minded and be something that they're not and the people see through that shit that's why I ain't fucking with you and I, I, I don't think people look at that either I think and speaking to some people quit, you know, before their time. Um, I'm not going to sit here and hold y'all like I'm the most confident person in my business. I've had times where times were hard and I just like, I quit. God was like, no, you don't. Get back Threw up. that towel and he said, uh, there you go. Take that back. I'm not done with you yet. Get back up. <laughs> and every day he's like, damn, I'm coming out of the accident. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm about to get back to like. I had somebody, and I'm, a, and it's that was nobody but God. Yesterday at the cookout, I've seen um, my homeboy. I haven't seen him in person in years. Like I'm talking about years. He was at the cookout, and we're talking. And I seen his little brother. And I haven't seen him in years. I'm, we're talking, and they was like, "Yeah, because I need a pre-essential sweat through, you know, my beard." And I'm like, "My heart is." I didn't say it out loud, but in my mind, and in my heart, I was like, "My heart is full." God, that, I know that was nobody but God because I wasn't talking about no business. I'm talking right. about the pleasure, drinking my drink, you know. I was like, and it was just a little encouragement sometimes that you need, like, just because I'm not saying nothing to you. Doesn't mean nobody ain't watching. I see you. And it be the ones that be watching the most that you don't know until it's just like, wait, what? You was paying attention to me? You see me? Like, how was that possible? Like, I ain't saying nothing to you about it. I didn't know you was watching me. Right? And, that, and that's happened to me a couple of times within this last week alone. And I'm like, all right, God, I hear you because I be trying to ignore him sometimes. Like, I need something. <laughs> that is. Like, give me some time. Like, I'm like, finally got full motion. And, you know, I 
back to business. And whatever business may look like for whomever, it's time to get back to business. But like you said, it also takes for you to also know where you want to make those tweaks because you want to have it where you know it's your putting your best foot forward in your product. Like I know for me, my best foot forward in my podcast is me being my authentic self. Some people are like you don't do that editing and shit. For the fuck what? One, that's not my ministry. Two, I'm only here to be used as a vessel to be the mouthpiece and platform. When I get big enough and somebody has a network behind me, they can do all that other shit. I'm here to just get the message across. And I'm not going to stop. Like, there's times I'm like, yo, I'm not in the mood. I'm going through life right now. I don't feel like doing this. And then God be like, but you're not doing this for you. This is not for you. And it wasn't until somebody texted me one time that was like, yo, Jess, how did you deal with your suicidal ideations? Because that's what I'm having right now. And I'm like, damn, I could finally be the me I wanted when I was that age to be able to talk somebody through this and be gentle. That I didn't get that experience, which I had to learn the hard way to start to be gentle and give myself the soft girl life I've been desiring. But not knowing people are listening. They're like, yo, that episode you were talking about, I didn't know that we had a black love that like black people actually got their own Valentine's. Day. I'm like, yeah, it was like, yo, I never knew that. And I'm saying here, like, okay, so this is my mission. Like, this is my purpose. I get it. I'm not no journalist. I ain't go to school for none of that shit. Did I go for business? Yeah. But did I study this before I went out and did it? Hell yeah, because I'm not about to make myself look crazy. Like, I'm gonna be real, but I'm gonna be real enough to know better and have some type of insight. But it's like, I can't stop. And then I'm sitting there to myself, like, my, that's what I said. My homeboy was like, yo, like, you realize, like, you started this three years ago and you haven't stopped since. So people are able to see that you're diligent in what you're doing and you're doing it by yourself, which therefore means, like, imagine you have a hundred and some over a hundred episodes and you have a different topic every time. That's not easy to do by yourself. That part. That part. So, and, and I think that goes um, to what I'm about to say is, I think a lot of us feel like we have to do things alone. We have a leader. If you just sit back and quiet yourself and listen, God will give you the instruction. He'll give you what to do. He'll bring you the people. That part. Whatever, whatever the business is, if it's the team you need, he's building it. Are you going to submit to these people, though? Are you going to allow them in your space? That part. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, congratulations, because yes, consistency is key. I don't have that just yet, but <laughs> <laughs> it is key, it is key. And I'm, I'm crying. I'm, like, from the bottom of my heart, very proud of you, because this is not easy. And speaking to what you said, um, God had directed me, and I never was going to uh, put this out there until I, myself, was ready, but I feel like I'll never be ready, and I eat nudging me it's been for a year and a half that i also was supposed to podcast but it's like god, i don't got nothing to say like what, what, what you want me girl please oh god don't get on me too uh my church sisters go um you want to keep being disobedient to all that and i'm like okay and this is why your ass is on here right now okay if you need a good proof this is the proof get into it I know, but this is your reminder for the last year and a half. This is your reminder. So in the first one, I talked about um, the domestic uh, violence that I went through. And a lot of people, I was overwhelmed. My DM was full. I was overwhelmed. Oh, so overwhelmed, I was in tears. But I let God move. And I just spoke from my heart on that podcast. And um, one, of, one of my ministries... Um, <laughs> I'll be trying to accept it, y'all. I told y'all I'll be on a run. Um, is ministering to women. Um, 
It's funny you said that because that's the first thing I can. I'm like, and you know what is funny when for me and you first connected when we got each other's number again? I'm like, please giving me woman empowerment ministry spirit, but I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm gonna see if she's gonna say something first. Well, here you have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I dealt with a lot of uh, not so safe spaces coming up um, as a kid. Um, I've seen a lot of things that kids shouldn't see. Um, so I think that's why I'm also a little bit pr- protective over my children. And no, they did not see me go through um, the beatings or anything like that, but um, that's me sheltering them. Right. So I think I can say like I had to learn self love. I had to learn to give myself grace, and I'm still at 36 years old, still learning to give myself great grace. Um, we are our worst, our own worst critics. Um, that part. We, we be hard on ourselves for absolutely no reason, to be honest. Um, it's I- imposter syndrome. Hello? Um, that was for a reason. And again, like you said, it's, it's bigger than us. Um, there's women out here who feel like their backs is against the wall and they have nowhere to go and they have to stay in a situation. No, it's hard because you have this attachment, but in reality, if you give it to God, like, cry if you have to. There's some days I think about it and I cry still. Shit. Uh, how I allow myself to get here when I said never? And that's what we gotta be careful our power had I mean our power our tongues have power in it you speak life or death over your life and I had to learn that too even when we think we're playing God's not playing you put that in the atmosphere there's a devil <laughs> so we have to be careful and I'm still learning to be careful of the things that I speak um, and, and that goes back to what you said um, your mindset you have to have goals even if you don't have the money or the team or whatever it may be for your business and in life you have to have faith that this is what I want I'm going to put this in God's hands but while it's in there because he already has it worked out he already created the path and some things we want he doesn't want us to have it's not for us he's protecting us but at the same time you got to work for it right and, and at the same time, you the door might not be open yet, but you better praise in the hallway because there's something else that you should be grateful for. It might not be exactly what you're asking for, but there's something else to be grateful for while you're praising in the hallway until that door opens. You, you better. There's something else. There's no way possible. Like And like how you were saying, like you started generational wealth, but having your daughter be a founder of her own business, which we, we need to tap into, how important is it for her to understand the inner workings of business at such a young age? Uh, very important because I feel like as black people we're already set behind. Right. And they make us believe that working a nine to five and nothing's wrong with a nine to five because I got one too. Um, it's all that we can do. Right. We're not worthy of having our own wealth and building it for our children, or our children are not worthy enough to to have wealth on their own. 
So I can't go by what they believe for us. I could go by what God told me. That right. We so we got to work for it. So even though she, uh, we started her business when she was seven. Her business is she is the she's I'm the founder, but she's the owner. Yep. <laughs> of Full of Love by Talia, and. I couldn't come up with a name because she loved her some she loved, love, love, love lip gloss. I couldn't And the lip glosses are popping. <laughs> I didn't come up with her name. My sister Lex actually um came up with her name. Like we were throwing names out there and Lex came up with it. And I was like, Wow, I'm we're gonna use that. Um, full of love. My daughter, if anybody knows to leave. Talia's heart, I think, is bigger than mine. I ain't going. <laughs> I, could, I could be a bitch, but when I when I love you, you know, I will go to the end of the earth for you. I will move mountains. Whatever you go through, I'm right. going to be with you. Um, my daughter, she's just so full of life. She's so full of love. I don't care if she just met you. She will give you a hug. You would think she known you forever, and you could be a complete stranger. <laughs> when she meets you, she wants to hug you. Her smile, just, just everything, her aura. My daughter is is delight. Like my daughter is. She's love. She's she's delight that I needed. She get on my nerves sometimes, but I sit back now and I'm like, I don't want no girl. Um, I. I, I <laughs> foundation the rest is on you and that's something that's that's needed that i think a lot of kids don't realize like when people like yeah you know put your kids as one of your employees on your business or like open an llc for your kids so they got some type of 
a wealth. I'm like, yo, generational wealth is not just passing down assets. Generational wealth is knowledge. Generational wealth is when you're breaking that generational curse, you're teaching and being let them know like, it's not, well, don't do that. Well, why? Because I said so. It's because, well, this is how it would affect you. You do this. This is the consequence of this action. And this is the other option. So you make the choice of what you think is best for you. But don't say, I didn't tell you what the repercussions would be. Now you go ahead and make the choice. This is going to be the outcome. Plus, you don't want to be in the shadows when you're supposed to shine. Like, that's not where you're supposed to. You're not a background. You're a main, you got main character energy, honey. What are you doing? What are you doing? So, hopefully, I'll be like, my son, I'm scared, y'all. He's leaving for school in September. I know I got to. Where's he going to school? He's going to Lincoln Tech um, in Columbia, Maryland. Ooh, child. So, that's like a four-hour drive. It is. That's nothing. They not that great any fucking way. Anyway. <laughs> so trust me. <laughs> what is this? Shoot, that was the that was the glisten gum of it, but trust me, having college friends is not that great because at some point if they're not in alignment, because you gotta realize sometimes college friends are assignments. And I had to learn this this week the hard way. That a lot of them were assignments because they're not in alignment with me. And even after knowing y'all 15, 16 years, like I have only but one. And she was one that I wasn't even close with when we were in college. That's the crazy shit. We got closer after we graduated. It happens like that. And then the ones who was around from childhood outside of you and Dina, they're non-existent. Listen, I, had to, I learned that the hard way too. Because sometimes it'd be the people, and I think for me personally, because I did go away to school and I ain't never been back, I feel like there's always been this underlying animosity and like angst because you didn't get the experience. And in your mind, you think I'm supreme, but in my mind, I'm just being me. So like, if I'm still fucking with you, how am I acting like I'm better than you if I'm still like hitting you up, checking on you, like, and still being a friend? You think I'm better than you. I don't think I'm better than you. That goes with the mindset again. But if anything, you shouldn't be trying to be jealous. You should be trying to learn. Like, she's doing X, Y, and Z. What can I learn from her? Because she's clearly in rooms and doing stuff that I want to do. So, like, it's nothing wrong with saying, yo, I want to learn. Like, there's a lot of people, especially public figures that I've connected with. And I'm like, yo, I respect how you literally went from here to here. Like, and I follow you because the motivation and mindset that you have is something where I'm trying to learn from you. There's something I can learn. And I have no problem. Even if you ain't go to college, like, what you, you doing something clearly, right? So I need to follow and learn from you and get some tutelage. Because clearly your blessings, it's not going to be the same way I'm going to get it. But there's nothing wrong with me saying back, like, I don't know what that is. And I have no problem saying I'm willing to educate myself on it. But I also think us as black women, I don't care where you come from. I don't care if you ain't. 
a different tax bracket. You ain't got a tax bracket. Um, we have a problem with complimenting other women. Mm. It's a complex. And until you get out of being able to compliment somebody. Genuinely compliment, though. That, that part. You're going to always feel some type of way towards somebody. But that has nothing to do with that person. It has everything to do with you. So now, do Projection. You stay, yeah. Do you want to stay stuck where you are? Or do you want to learn and come up out of it? If you never put yourself in a position to humble yourself so you can learn, so you can elevate, you're not going to get nowhere. You'll be stuck in the same place that you may think you're elevated, but on the outside, for the people who's on the outside and they're looking in, you're stuck at the same stage in life. And it doesn't matter really what other people think, but when it comes to self-reflection... Which is something that a lot of people aren't willing to do because they're not willing to go to therapy because that means they would actually have to face their demons. But that's a conversation for another day. Hello. Because I'm, I'm currently in... I it's a conversation for another day. And that's why I'll be looking at people like, you're not in my alignment, not because I'm better than you, but I've done the work spiritually that you're not willing to take the chance on doing. And I'm not in that space to be the misery to your company. So you can do what you do away from me. Ain't no beef, but I can't rock with you. The only thing we can do is plant a seed. And when, if, if we plant a seed and a person don't water it, your growth stops. But I did what God told me to do. Period. Period. And I always tell people, my life, I deal with people, you're either a rocking horse or a racehorse. A rocking horse means you're sitting on the horse, and as a rocking horse does, it moves back and forth, but it's not going anywhere. A racehorse has a destination to get to the finish line because it's trying to get in first place. So which one are you trying to do? Which one are you trying to do? Because if you're a rocking horse, baby, sit on the porch. I'm trying to be in the streets. I'm trying to win this marathon. What are you doing? You might think we're in the same lane and we're trying to run the same race. But you just want to be stagnant. You're not going nowhere. And you want me to sit there with you and I block my blessings? Nah, son. It ain't. If I got to... And I realized also where I've done my meditation this week is sometimes your isolation period where you feel like you're at by yourself and at your lowest is a time where God's like, I'm planting you where this is your time of darkness because you have to grow and you got to get these roots together because these roots got to get watered. And at some point you're going to sprout out from this dirt where you're not going to be able to see these roots. So how are they going to get handled and nurtured? You got to fertilize. Sometimes like how they said, like when I was to the podcast from Crystal Hazel last week, how do we fertilize plants or for things to grow? We use manure. We use fucking mulch. It's shit. It's it's cow shit. From shit, everything grows from shit. So when you're isolation period and you feel like shit, that means you're growing. Because nothing that any space that you're in where you feel comfortable, that means you're not moving. You're not doing. You're not in the space you're supposed to be in. And I'll be sitting here like, damn, I'm so isolated. And I'm like, no, I'm growing. I'm in my shit. That's it. Like I'm in my shit where I'm fertilizing and planting my seeds for me to be able to know how to cultivate and water. Because if I got multiple things growing in my harvest, I got to be able to take care of all seeds and still not be in this one spot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes elevation requires separation because sometimes the, the people around or your um, environment that's around you is a distraction. That part. And when you try to get somewhere, you got to cut out the distraction and focus. That part. And I'm currently in distraction, so I know what God's about to do. I'll I, I be feeling Because you want to be outside. Girl. You, Pat, and Ron. You, Pat, and Ron. You, Pat, and Ron want to be outside like the Three Stooges. Listen, it's, it's taking me out. 
Like the three students, you, Pat, and Ron. Pre Pat and Ron, y'all just be outside. Period. Okay. And, and she always wins because I was being down. I about to say because I'm not, that's why I'm about to get to my next question. You recently went back to school. How has that been balancing motherhood, school, and business? Hold on, y'all. I think we had a little disruption going on here. She might have got a phone call or something. I think she might have got a phone call. Hopefully come back. Or her phone might have died. Hopefully it's one or the other. Because she was definitely about to get into it, get into it. And we need to get into it. We can't have this. We got to hold on, y'all. I think I was left on seeing I was consecrating, right? Yep. And that's when the devil was like, we going to cut this short. Okay? We're done. So go ahead and, you know, go ahead and start off from wherever you left because this education piece is vital, how you waited six and a half years and God was not trying to let you get back into school. Hold on, hold on. Um, I actually was consecrating uh, with my, my sisters um, about the, the vaccine, which is so funny, and um, what I should do with the job because it took me forever to get back into the hospital setting too. Um Little little backstory. I used to work with the developmental disability adults for over seven years, um, and I felt like I was dumbing myself down, not because of them, but because I felt like I wasn't being beneficial um, to myself, and it was a disservice because uh, the services that they were supposed to be getting, um, we were halfway provided. So I have an issue with that, but that's something in itself. Mm. Um, so they up from the psych ward. Um, and I kept on saying, yo, God, why can't I get away from this? But long story short, I wanted to know if I should take the vaccine or should I just let them lay me off? And what, what will my next move or what was my next uh, journey for career job-wise? Um, and in that consecration, um, I believe it was like the third day. I kept hearing counselor and I, I was telling my big sister um, to show her, like, yo, I keep hearing counselor. But I'm like, I don't want to be a counselor. Like, here we go, about to be disobedient again. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I don't know. I really, I'm not praying into it because I don't want to be a counselor. <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of the week, I think we consecrated like five, five or seven days. I can't remember. Um, and um, it was only water for eight hours. Mm. Um, and then um, we were able to eat. And honey, I couldn't wait to see. I, so you was fasting pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consecrated is, is another term for fasting. Sorry. Okay. I'm just um, saying that for the people who might not understand. You know, everybody don't have an extensive vocabulary. <laughs> yes, and I, I, I just thought about that. Yes, I was fasting. 
I'm spiritually fasting uh, to get my instruction from God. Um, so I was told, God said to me, um, basically, like, when it's done, it's done. Like, your time of year will be done. And no to getting the vaccine. I was like, in my flesh, I already wasn't getting it, but I was like, uh-uh, you know, I got mouth to feed. No, 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 like, you got bills. Like, right. But if I don't trust him, I, I won't see what's at the end of the road, right? But so, um, I was one of the last ones to get laid off. Um, by the end of my fasting, um, I heard mental health counseling. I was like, oh, no. Nah, stop it, Pre. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got hurt, bro. But no, let me stop playing with y'all. So, um, uh, I was hearing go, go back to school and and change my major. And um, I was kind of on the fence because I was in school for criminal justice and I was damn near finished. I just had, um, I think, two semesters left. Sheesh. And I was like, so I'm about to throw it all, I'm about to risk it all, throw all my credits away, high-ass loan that I can't, I'm going to start over. You don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody uh, in my church, we were doing um, something for one of the girls' businesses, and we wind up getting off topic, talking about school, and the school that I heard, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going there. Whatever, whatever. I don't think I'm going to get it. Your ass love being disobedient. Listen, listen. So they, I'm trying to tell y'all if you want to run. So I was like, all right, let me apply, whatever. to be free, whatever, whatever. And in that, the girl was like, God said, you're going to have a full ride. And I'm like, okay, let me trust him and lean on him. But I was like, I don't want to go for this counselor. So I applied for school and um, I did not get accepted. So I'm like, God, what are we doing? Not knowing the next day, no, the next couple of hours after, and it wasn't even the next day, it was like a couple of hours after I had got um, the letter saying I wasn't approved uh, to go back to school and the school that he said go to, that I was offered to go to the school, but in an adult program. Mm. Um, so the adult program consists of um, a team that, um, of advisors, um, academic support, um, like they kind of catered, you know, to the adult population because you've been out of school for so long, um, and and you can go at your own pace. There's no pressure. So um, I I was accepted to that program. I was only able to take two classes, which was last semester, um, uh, spring semester, and if I came out of the classes with a B or higher, I would be able to take, you know, regular courses um, going forward. So y'all, y'all heard that I'm very disobedient. Here I go with my negative thinking. I'm not going to be able to do this. I got work full time. Finding excuses because you have imposter syndrome and your ass knows you can do it. You just don't want to do the fucking work. Let's talk. Let's call it spade a spade. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to make time for this. I want it, but I don't want to make time for it. Didn't we just talk about the process? Didn't we just talk about the process? No, we, we are going to call a state a state, and I'm going to be, I'm being honest with y'all. I was scared, and I was scared because I let myself to believe 
over the course of years of me not being able to go to school that I wouldn't be able to do it. I was, I'm this old, my brain not functioning, I got these two kids I gotta worry about, I gotta pay these bills, worry about where the money's gonna come from. Um, and I did not, I had to pay out of pocket my first semester, y'all. So that $2,000, I was looking around like, where the hell is that coming from? Because I ain't got it. <laughs> Maybe. So that was me being scared. So I say that to say, um, I put, I, I was on my knees in prayer. I said, God, I don't know how I'm going to make this, how this is going to happen. I'm being obedient. And you know your daughter's disobedient. Where is this money coming from? So I was grateful that my business, um, with the sweatsuits of me not even knowing I would sell like that, was able to put a portion towards my tuition. So thank Look at God. Me. Look at God. Won't he do it? <laughs> One of my sisters gave me $500 towards my tuition. I'm very grateful for her. Um, oh, wait. I think I skipped the part, y'all. Um, I couldn't get my transcript for Mercy because I owed him a balance. Oh, God is good. My other sister paid some money towards it, and I waited for tax time, and I put a big amount towards it, but I still had a balance. God's grace and mercy, y'all. I didn't have to go through the school. I went through a third party, and I was like, I'm going to take my chances. Y'all got my transcript. Got my transcript. <laughs> um, and I did not have to start all over. They actually took... 84 credit. Woo, that's good as hell. That's rare that that happened. Yeah, right? Yo, I was like, oh my God. All right, God, let me keep, let me put that trust in. Let me not. So going and starting school, I was like, all right, I, I work, I'm hybrid. So I'm currently a case manager without a bachelor's degree. And normally at this job, you need one. That was also God's favor of putting me there after I was laid off, maybe two months after. Um, Again, still helping people. I was like, let me set my schedule where I'll be able to do these online classes, but also, you know, have dinner done uh, for the kids because they're still in school. Mind you, I said it's not going to be easy. I had some discouragement, but we made it through. Um, balancing, it was all right, we're going to have to have a schedule. And sometimes I have a um, big. Um, three month calendar on my wall when I'm walking down my steps is right there and then it's next to my front door. I said I gotta write things down so I could remember if my kids got doctor's appointments or functions. I could remember in the days that I work from home. Um, it'll be the days that I mostly work on my schoolwork and um, and try to fit some of my business on this schedule. I gotta figure it out, but it. It, it can be done. And you got this. So, me, me being me, we sat down. I missed my first class, y'all, because I had it, like, I thought I set up my schedule for the days I worked from home Tuesday and Friday. It just so happened that my class was on a Monday. I said, well, what the hell was I looking for? <laughs> so, I emailed the professor and apologized. And I was like, you're not even, like, active on my Blackboard. So, either way, I couldn't or attend a class because I didn't I didn't have the Zoom link, no nothing. So that was going to school in me, but whatever. And you can only have one absence in this class. Oh, wow. 
So that was my one absence already. I was like, God, this is not fair. Like, what if I really had, like, you know, I need something. I can't. Whatever. Alright. Time goes on. Um, I actually, it was my social work class. I had a black professor. I was ecstatic. Um, and um, I think I was, I was like on the ball with that, like, I did get a little scared when I seen all the papers we had to write. Cause I was like, damn, I haven't wrote a paper in six years. I don't think I remember. Um, I don't like asking people for help. I have a complex with that, but hyper independence is what it's called. But continue. But I learned, no, but I learned to let that guard down and ask for help when I need help. So I didn't know how to get the academic help that they were giving in my program. So. Who I go to, y'all? I went to my son. I need your help. Listen. Mind y'all, he's like lacking in school because he don't feel that he needs high school and this and that. Y'all was ready to punch him in the throat. <laughs> so I'm on his case about school, but here I am help asking him for help my school. And I ain't gonna lie to y'all, I had him write one of my papers. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, he wrote my first paper. Um, what you get on it? He got me an A. He got me an A, y'all. But I was like, I can't be co-dependent on my child. Like, he still got his schoolwork. Whatever. You know, he didn't mind. So I can't be out here cheating. I got to do the work. Please. Jackie had me doing her papers when she was in grad school. <laughs> but he was, he, struggled, he was struggling. Not really struggling because my son is very smart. He has a photographic memory. He's lazy. And I think that's most of you boys out there. Lazy, lazy, lazy. Um... But I had to tell him, like, you, why you in my house? You won't get this high school diploma. Like, if you don't do nothing house, you won't get this diploma. So, if, whether it was me calling school to see what we needed to do, baby, I was on. We need a resolution. Okay. He walked that stage. And then I had the girl, she's in fifth grade. She loves school, so we didn't have a problem there. It's just me getting her to school, figuring out how I would get, get her from school because the days I'm in the office, I get off at five. But my son, has been a great help with getting his sister out of school. And sometimes she walk home by herself and I curse him out because I don't want her walking these streets by herself. Right. But everything worked out. Like, it worked out. Um, my second class was on Fridays where I usually work from home. I hated that class, y'all. I'm not a political person. And the teacher was, like, giving me auto-tune talking. Like, he was bored with the class. I hated that class. I think I used to sleep through the class. I ain't even gonna hold you Oh, my goodness. Um, I gotta be in that class, so so, and I gotta A in social work. So, um, yeah, on to this semester. Um, they said I could take three or four classes. Currently, I have three. I'm waiting to be approved for one more, so I'll be taking a full twelve credit. I'm nervous, but and if things are about to change, my son leaves for school in September, so I have to find a new balance, and I'm a little scared because it was like. God, I really don't have the help that I need. And then I had to will myself back. Like, who am I kidding? You've been here every step of the way and you made a way. So what am I worrying about? And you know your homegirl will help you if you need it. Because you know she oh, used yeah. to be an educator. Well, not so much with school for me. I'm nervous in that because it's like, okay, now I'm taking four classes. Damn, it's a bit much. Like, And then I got a, my caseload is a little high, on a high risk side. Um, but I handle my handle this. I ain't really worried about that. But I can be a little stressed sometimes. It's my daughter and me now. It's no longer me, my son, and my daughter where I had a little help. 
Mm-hmm. It's me and her, so I got to figure out that outside hope now. And where I live at, um, funding is scarce, so everything is really out of pocket. Um, and those who know me know, like, uh, this single parent thing is, is not easy. I'm oh, you talking about, like, people to get, like, Talia from school and that kind of thing? Yeah, like, if, or if I can get her an after school, um, up there, I'm in Connecticut, so we pretty much have to pay for everything. Versus when I live in New York, like, you know, they can go to after school for free. Mm-hmm. The school or whoever will find funding for the kids to do whatever. Um, she's going to middle school, so now they, they have extracurricular activities, I think, I believe. For free, so I'm kind of not worried there. But if if it's not until like maybe five thirty ish, when maybe my mom is home to get her, you know, that's things I worry about. Also, that comes with trust. So I'm learning to try to trust her where she's able to get on, like maybe a happy school bus if they have it. I gotta see and go home and go straight home. And you know, I come home from work and she's there. So we'll see. It's a different. It's about to be a different life for me now. Transitions. I, I, I went through a lot of them this year. I went through a lot. Um, I, listen, we all got some damn transitions. Listen, and it don't be easy. Like, people think transitioning is easy. It's not. Like, um, and depending on what your transition is, um, it's not. Like, um, and depending on what your transition is, you still got to go through the process, whether you like it or not. That part. Um, that part. I also believe that transition uh, shows you your growth. Um, it shows you the lessons that took place in that season that you take with you for the next season but you take a step back sometimes to again cut out the distraction get your focus and learn who should be in what place that part what places you should be in so that you don't make the same mistakes that you were making i've been making cheat codes because i use god and i be using astrology Astrology be helping me through a lot of times. I'd be like, oh, I feel like this because of this. This is what's going on. This affects this house, this house, and this placement. Oh, it makes sense. Like, me being in my isolation period makes a lot of sense. Why? Because I'm about to be 33, which is the same year. That's a Jesus year. We're going to be at a Mercury retrograde during my birthday, which is in Virgo. And I was born under a Virgo Mercury retrograde in 1990. Makes sense. Then we're in Venus retrograde right now, where I have a Leo Venus in my 12th house. So a lot of things that are subconscious of stuff that I used to let people slide with, I'm no longer quiet about and niggas don't like it. So it's okay. Welcome. This is the new me. This is the new season. You're either with it or you're not. And if you're not, it's okay. It's no love lost. You know, with change, I think when people that you're around are not willing to change for themselves. That. All that. Um, when you change, and you're, like you said, the word alignment is very important. You no longer align because I'm mad that you did the work, but I didn't. But you can do the work. Right. You're just choosing. It's willful It's willful ignorance. You're choosing not to. Right. And you're no longer doing what we used to do. So now you're now you're acting like you're better than. But that's not the case. I no longer want to be in that pattern. Okay. I'm off the ride. I don't want to be bothered with it. I'm past this phase. And Pre could tell you firsthand, like when we was at the auntie's cookout, I was breaking shit down because, of course, there's some things you're not going to talk about on social media because it's not meant to have that conversation. Yeah. But it's just like, okay, I'm not tripping. And Pre confirmed, I'm not tripping. Like, 
It's not me, it's you. You're the problem. I'm not the problem. And it be like that. And it's okay. But when you have people who are in alignment who genuinely support you, that's all it takes. You just got to have a few good people who actually fuck with you and support you in what you do. And that's all you need. You don't need a whole crowd of freaking, I'd rather have four, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred freaking pennies. That's fine by me. It's still equal a dollar though. Right, right, right. So we're all good. But to close us out, this is the last question. Motherhood isn't something new to you. What has been the biggest lesson learned that applies to your business ethic that you got from motherhood? Ooh, never give up. You don't give up on your children. Never give up on your children. Never give up in business. Um, there's some parents that feel like because their kid was doing X, Y, and Z. Um, or wasn't just, you know, kids want to do what they want to do. They weren't listening. Um, that they had to throw in the towel on their kid. Not knowing that their kid need them more than ever. Like, right. you're going through, the as a parent going through the hardship, your kid is never going to stop needing you. So never give up. Never. So, because you said that, is there any more gems you want to drop? Some B-roll bombs or anything that you go by in your everyday life that allows you, you know, get through your day-to-day, something that you live by, a mantra, anything like that you want to share with the people? Um, believe in yourself. Um, sometimes you'll have days where you get discouraged. Social media will have you out here discouraged. Child, I don't even compare no more. I just look there and watch and close that shit out. That part. Um, and I'm going to just say it again. Never give up. Never give up on you. Always fight for you. Because if, if you don't fight for you, who else going to fight for you? Um, and if you have children, I don't care what you're going through with them. Never, ever give up on them. Fight for your kids. Fight for your kids. Now tell the people where they can find you, support you, support Talia. I'm down right now, y'all, but I'll be back up. You can find me at www.preessentials.com. I'm on Facebook, um, 
pre essentials. I'm on Instagram underscore pre essentials. You can find Talia on Instagram, full of love by Talia. Um, her name is spelled T A L I Y A H. Um, of course, it's me running everything. You can DM, I answer. Um, yeah. And that's the production of Pre Essentials. Hopefully y'all enjoyed it. Pre, I thank you for being on and being a guest. It's truly appreciated. I do not take it for granted. Y'all go get them products. Let me tell you something. I'm going to just tell y'all something that y'all need to go catch right now off the website. Whenever she put it back up. Brown sugar scrub. Talia's lip glosses. Especially the one that got the, CB, the CBD joint. The, the hemp joint. Get that one. Y'all got to get the body butter. That shit is mass smooth. Got my legs feeling like a baby's bottom right now. I'm literally wearing it right now. Um, also, y'all gotta go. Y'all just got support. Period. Get the sweatsuits. I didn't get one yet because you know I like mine's loose, loose, loose. So she ain't have no more. And like there was a certain cutoff on the size. But if it was bigger, I would I would have had that too. You know what I'm saying? Oh no no no! The tech ones, the tech ones, y'all didn't luck. Those go up into I think a four X. But I just was out of stock. So I okay, so okay, so there we go. She was out of stock. So I when it's restocked, I'm gonna get me some and get me a piece. Because I need one. Because y'all know I love being comfortable. And that's it. That's all. So y'all go support. Follow. Check in. Send motivation. Send love. Because my girl is in school too. Send her love. Because she's about to be away from her baby. Her her older baby. Because he about to be in his man. Walking to his manhood. And she still got baby girl. Who's, you know, pretty much following her footsteps. So y'all got. Yeah, send her love. Do all of that. But I thank you. <laughs> I thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. I cherish you. And thank you again. No, thank you for having me extending the, the invite. I'm, I'm honored. Um, I love you deeply. Um, keep doing what you do. Um, you know, double fold. Uh, I, I double fold. Uh, I pray God continuous uh, blessings on you, your podcast, and any other business that your hand touches. Um, Jess, oh, got you, Jess. <laughs> don't stop, don't stop. I can't, I can't. It's bigger than me. That's the reason why I keep going because it's bigger than me. Yeah, it's bigger I than me. You, I, love I love you too. Y'all better go out and support, and that's that. That was my girl Pri. She was on her. She on her champagne shit. Okay, this is her age of pleasure. <laughs> Y'all see what I did there? Well, that was the production of Pre-Essentials. I'm your girl, Jess Be Real, and I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace! Champagne shit, and she throwing them hips, cause I'm on my champagne shit.